0: All right. God bless you all this morning. Amen. If the brothers can go to get that pulled up, and we'll start with a, a word of prayer. Precious Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, just for this this privilege once again Lord, to stand before your people, Lord, for this just short Sunday school. Lord, we pray you bless every heart this morning. Certainly speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus, and Lord, I pray you just. Um, Meet every need, Lord. Bless your people this morning, Lord. Help me and just guide me, Lord, to get what you'd have me to, to get across, Lord. I pray. We commit the rest of this service into your hands in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Financial Jubilee, part, part five, on our way. And, um, Amen. Hopefully, you, you're making progress by the grace of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And um, the thought this morning, just fighting to believe. You know, and this has been just on my heart, you know, fighting to believe. Brother, can go to the next one. And um, every time I think of financial jubilee and the word jubilee, it says, um, the year of jubilee that when all slaves and prisoners, as they were, been taken and they were in bondage, no matter how long they've been in bondage or, long, or how long they were supposed to stay there, when the year come of jubilee, when the trumpet sounded, every man could go free. If he wanted to go free. Amen. And certainly that Jubilee has sounded that trumpet. I think the word of God, we know that word of God is that Jubilee and that has sounded long time ago, Amen. long time ago. You know, this word, of course, this has been around for, we know, uh, centuries, you know, way before our birth, God sent a prophet before my birth. So that Jubilee trumpet has sounded. And, of course, when we talk about financial Jubilee, to me, it's just a little model. It's like a map that we can all use. But, again, we want to apply that to all areas of our life. But it's just a little map that you can bring up and kind of say, okay, what am I doing in this area, you know, and then, again, apply that spiritually. So everything we talk about can be applied spiritually. And, again, we got the word. We got this trumpet. I mean, in the Bible, you know, it's so many things on finances that's been there. Like I said, you know, when I lost all that money years ago trying to do business, trying to do all this stuff, and I, like I said, I was paying my tithes, and I started saying, Lord God, what, what's going on? What is happening? I think I'm doing everything right, and I just didn't know within that word it was so much. That was there before I was born, and guess what? That word was there before anyone was born in this room, so it's been here. So the question we got to say, you know, if, if, if we got this trumpet that sounded and we can go free, and again, again, apply this spiritually as well. we got these promises, all these things that are here. we got a prophet that has come and gone. Why is it a challenge for us to go free? Why is it a challenge for us, our families, our children, to be free, let's say, financially? And then think spiritually as well. But why? So, I, you know, the question would be, why is it hard to go free? Why would a slave, if a jubilee trumpet sound, they would be difficult for them to go free? Well, if I were to ask, okay, if we were in slavery, let's say, for example, and we said, okay, the trumpet sounded, you can go free. But why is there a if? If? Well, a couple of things would come to mind. He would say, well, obviously, we could be too comfortable. Like, hey, you know what? Master doing a pretty good job taking care of me. You know, Mastercard. Let's throw that out there. Doing a pretty good job taking care of me. You know what I mean? I, it does good. When I need something, it gives me something. You know what I'm saying? So you got that. It's too comfortable. I don't want to go out there on my own and really work for it and really save and do all those things. It's just so easy to go in and get what provision they're giving me. This could be too hard. It could just too much. Or you could also just not believe that you're free. You know, I just it's just too difficult. So some of that come to it. You get scared, you know, you, you, and you really come down to it, as I said, fighting to believe Sometimes you just don't want to fight too comfortable and you just don't want to fight for it. You don't want to fight. We don't want to fight for these promises and fight for this word, fight to be financially free. Again, these promises, all these things have been here before my birth, but they're there. So, you know, when I look at all these deep things that we talk about, you know, and as I said before, it's, it's, you know, money to me is a shallow, shallow area. Of course it's shallow, but it can get very deep. But, you know, we have a lot of shallow water problems you know, in our families, you know, in our situations, you know, and even in the deep, even if you go into the deep, you know, and this came in my heart this morning, our prophet, you know, he went into the deep and he was in the deep, but he had to come back down and sail his boat through those shallow waters. Dealing with his kids, for example. Billy Paul smoking cigarettes. I mean, he had to come right down. His son running out there and getting married and, and all these things that he had to deal with. His daughter up there playing rock and roll music. His wife having a hard time with Joseph at home. You know, and she slams the door, you know. And he said, I can handle that. Had no problem to me. God said, nope, nope. You need to go take care of some things. So it's it's like he was deep. But he had to go right back and sail through those things and come back out and then come back out and see demons and all kind of things deep waters so my so if he had to go through that and we are facing things like that then we have to know how to navigate in these shallow waters and not get stuck go to the next slide he says now you take on a stream like the stream of life and plenty of driftwood hanging up in every trash pile and yet the boat comes along made out of wood too but if you notice, the wood is made and shaped out by a master who has built the boat. Not only is it shaped out, but it is guided by the master and is pushed by a power. And if this certain little craft that's been made different and been crafted out by the master's hand should ever get ever stick in some weeds along in shallow waters, there is a power behind it, a little bolt that the master can turn on and push us out into the deep waters again. Amen. So I just saw that, you know, that shallow water. And I think that's what happens in our journey. You know, we get stuck in these weeds along in shallow waters, you know, and those things impact our lives. As I said last time during, you know, song service and thinking about my parents and, you know, we were raised in a Christian home. And, hey, we didn't have a TV. We had devotions. We had Bible time. You know, we had that at night. Our family had a lot of potential. Let me tell you, we had a lot of potential. But it still did not go according to plan. You know, my mom and dad, as you know, they ended up getting separated and divorced and a lot of things. And all of us kids just went, it happened, you know, and I look at that and I said, my goodness, what happened? And I applied it to my own life. And that's why financial jubilee means so much to me, because it said, wow, I, I didn't know some things. And then I figured out some things by the grace of God and his word Marriage is in this Bible. All these things are there to help us in these shallow waters so we don't get stuck. But there's something that we're missing. And I believe that falls to fighting to believe. And I think you'll see that as we we go through this. Go to the next slide. And that's the way it is with human life. You can't play the rules of the game of life wrong and expect to win. You got to play according to God's word and the purpose that you were brought here for. Man, that alone says a whole lot. You know, you can't play this game in your marriage, in your home, in your finances, in everything, and certainly not in these deep promises that we have. How we are going to win? You, we can't win if we don't play according to the rules. And certainly the game of life is a wonderful game. I, I love playing it, you know, and every time we bring it out, I got to get the rules out and decide, okay, how much money they get, you know. Um, and they have some choices, you know, we got to make. first When you first start off, it's like, do you go to college? Or do you go and get a job and start? And that's how the game of life played. And then along the road, you pick up kids and all kind of things. And that certainly is what happened. We got a marriage today. A wonderful couple that's starting out that journey, you know, and, um, but the only way they're going to win, they got to play according to the rules and the only way we're going to win, you know, and I figured out, I said, my goodness, you know, when is my marriage at a point that is sealed? I realize until I get out of here. It's a lifetime journey. (laughs) I'm not going to take it for granted, you know. And I know until we get out of here, we're on that journey. So I don't take my wife for granted at all. I'm always working and trying my best to get better, to learn, to grow, to fight for it, to fight for it. You know, and I certainly I look at my parents and those some of the things that they, they didn't know how to fight. The rules were there. They were there. They had plans. They had playbook. And that's why we have to stay in the word every day, read your Bible, pray, stay in it, apply it to the areas of your life that you're going through. You know, if you need certain vegetables, certain vitamins, you take those certain things. In the same way, you know, if you got financial problems, you got money problems, you got marriage problems, you got word problems, you got understanding problems, hey, look for that vitamin, that word, and apply it to your life. Amen. So certainly, and now there's so many people that doesn't seem to have any kind of purpose in life, especially in this day that we now live. People just seem to think that they can... All they have to do is keep up with someone else, with the fashions of this world, with the enticements of this world that the world has given to them. And, oh, my, the devil, he has that laid out for us for sure. You know, just to all we can just keep up with the next person, even in the church, anywhere. We sometimes set our target just for that person. Well, I'm doing a little bit better than them. You know, I got some money in the bank and I got some debt. So I think I'm all right. I'm better than that person who only has debt. You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, we, th- we tell ourselves that. You know, and all these influences and things like that, that they're to, to trap us, to pull us. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't even talk nowadays without thinking about the, the impact of social media on us and our children, our families. It's, it's really devastating. But it, all it does is set that mark to, okay, if I could just keep up with someone else, if I'm doing a little bit better than them, a little bit more exciting than them, then I'm doing all right. That's not the marker. It's the rule book. Right. This is what we have to do. We got to play it according to this. So we're going to run real quick through some of the principles, again, that's in this playbook, that's in this plan, that's been here. Go to the next slide. So some of the principles that's in the word, God owns it all. Remember that. It's all his. So he's given you what he wants to give you. He can give you more if he wants to. He can give you less if he wants to. He's given you all that he wants to give you. 10% is his and the 90% it's his. He just wants to see how you're going to manage that you got to be diligent. That's period. It's not your resources. It's his. Now, diligent, you got to be organized. And that's in the way you can be organized. Write things down. Write it down on a napkin, a plate, whatever you do. Whatever you have to do it. Just write some things down. Get a little bit organized. If you got debt, list those things from the smallest to the largest. Just list them. Put something on your fridge. Okay, I've got to take care of this. Try. Just keep moving in that direction. The Bible says the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. The hand of the diligent. If we're going to rule in these great things and have speaking power and all this stuff that we're promised, man, we got to be able to rule a dollar. We have to be able to rule that thing by the grace of God. Money is your time. You purchase stuff with your time. Learning to wait. Again, that's very important. We'll spend a little time on that as well. Learning to wait. That is... Uh, more than important <laughs> especially for our younger generation it's extremely extreme, extremely difficult difficult for us older ones as well but certainly for the younger generation it, it is it is detrimental it's just um, the devil knows what to do to make it almost impossible to to wait the next principle number five avoid debt remember the blessings of the lord and make it the rich he adds no sorrow to it you remember in the word of god god promised the 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 uh, israelites he said hey Blessings and curse. If you obey God's word, He said, "Look, you won't be borrowing from anybody." That's what He told them. Naturally, that's what He told them. He said, "You're going to be the one landing. You won't need to borrow from these heathen nations around you." That's what He told them. Is it different for us? Is it? Well, that's a question. It can seem challenging. It can seem like, well, maybe that is a little different for us. But is it? Very important. But we know God discourages debt. We know that's in the word. Save a little. You're going to get older. Just apply these things directly to my life. My father's 84 years old. He was the hardest working man I knew in my life. My dad never slept in, ever. I had never seen my dad sleep in. Four o'clock, five o'clock, he was up, out the door, gone to work every single day. But he didn't know how to save. You know, he told me early on when he started finding out that I could save. He knew about some of my money problems, and a little bit after that, I started saving. He said, my, John, you know, I had a cousin that could save. I didn't know how to save. I said, wow, Dad, man, I didn't know that either. But I see the impact it had on his life. You know, he's not that young man anymore. So it's a lot of struggles, a lot of challenges, when if he could have put a little bit away when he was younger, he would have reached this stage a little bit different. So save a little bit. The best principle, giving, we know that, giving to the kingdom of God, managing your resources to a point that you can give, it's more blessed to give than receive, and learning to be content. We talked about that last time as well, contentment. Next quote, this very every time I talk about financial jubilee, this just pops in my heart. It just, it's just a challenge to all of us. Again, we got the word, we got the prophet. Now, notice what he said. This is 1965. Many of you probably were younger. Some of you weren't born, but he's saying this, clean your lives up, pay your debts. Oh, no, man. Jesus said, get all things off your hands. Get everything right. Make ready. Get ready. Remember, in the name of the Lord, something is fixing to happen. My, my, my. This was 1965. So many of you, again, were younger. I was born after this time, but this has been here. Our prophet that God sent to us said, get everything right. Clean up your lives. Make ready. Are we ready? You know, so we ask the question, why is our lives not cleaned up to that point? Is everything right? Well, by God's grace, we're striving. We're striving, no doubt. But certainly take that to heart and remember that our prophet had brought that to us. And now we can take that and apply that. He's telling you, pay your debts off. Oh, no, man. Get all these things off of your hand. Make ready. Get ready. So we got all these precious promises, but we have to be ready by the grace of Almighty God. Amen. Now we're going to see what, 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 what is going on. You know, why? Just think about money. Why is it so hard to save? I have good conversations at home, of course, with younger kids and an adult child coming along. And oh my, they know so much now with the internet, they can Google, you know what I mean? Like, hey, is it a way you can do this or that and this? And daddy's old school, trying to bring it slow. And it's like, man, dad, you know, but if you do this, daddy, you can do that. And we have these good conversations to the point I'm like, all right, you're an adult child. (laughs) Let's watch. And then that is really key, you know. And and sometimes us parents, we're trying to say these things. But I was talking to a brother in the parking lot the other day. You know, I said, hey, John, it's it's not me. It's not daddy's opinion. It's God's word. It is not what I'm saying, man. If I'm, I'm like you, John, I would be doing this or that too. But God's word, the playbook, the playbook. So we look at Israel. We look at them and what our prophecy said. God gave them. Go to the next slide, brothers. He said, um. Now, remember, God gave them the land down in Egypt, said the land is yours, every bit of it. Now, the people today are expecting, now watch that word, expecting God to reach down, get them by the neck and say, yes, that's right. You bring me out, clean me up, heal me, and I'll believe you. God doesn't do his business that way. He gives you the promise, but you have got to fight for every inch of ground that you possess, period. That is setting the tone. That's why fighting to believe. He's telling you, hey, God give you all these promises. Oh, debt, freedom, financial jubilee, p- precious promises, all these great promises. But he's saying, mm God don't run his business that way. He's not going to just hand it to you. You're going to have to fight for it. Our kids are going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to be prayerful and fighting this thing through. You're going to have to fight for your marriage. You're going to have to fight for your finances. You're going to have to fight for this word. You're going to have to fight for these precious promises. But we've got to believe because he already said it's ours. He said it. As we know, Second Peter, which we know here by the grace of God, we've many times whereby, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. I put that exactly what Brother Burnham said. He gives the promise, but you have got to fight for it. Amen. That we can be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So we see right there, we got to fight. I wish it was not that, but it is that. That means it's not coming to us easy, my brothers and sisters. None of this. But we got the promise. We we, we can start there. Lord, you got the promise. So, Lord, I'm going to take that, and that's where I'm going to start. I can have a blessed home. I can have a blessed marriage. I can be financially free. I can take on these promises and have enough character to possess them by the grace of the Lord Jesus. Go to the next slide. So I want to just kind of look back a little bit on Joshua and Caleb versus the ten spies. Because they were given these promises of that promised land. Okay? And we see we got two sides. we got two people that are standing up. You know, one person is saying, hey, as Caleb still the people and said, let us go now. We can go. This is ours. We can possess it. It's what it. We are well able to overcome. So I can stand here financially free and say, hey, we are well able to take financial jubilee. Same thing, applied to the promises. We're well able. We're more than able. It's not even a question of whether we're able or not. We're more than able. But the next verse, but... But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. uh, They're like, no, it's impossible. You know, and I stood there, and I'm taking into context everything we talk about, you know, and we think, well, those ten. No, we are in ourselves all of that. Within our soul, if we're born again, we have the Joshua and Caleb, the Holy Spirit there. But in that spirit brim. See, taste, feel, smell, and here, that's those 10 spies. They come right back along and say, nah, you started saving, but it's not. This is too hard. I ain't going to never reach it. I can't do it. You know what I mean? Them giants too big. If I want that car for 30000 uh, I just, it's just, that's how our kids feel. I know. I talked to my son. He Believe me, he feel like it. No. That's a big giant, Dad. I'm, I, it's impossible. No, it's not. No, it's not impossible by the grace of God. And that's anything. And all these promises that we have here as well, it's not impossible for us to possess all of these characteristics, all of these virtues by the grace of the Lord. Amen. But we have to be willing to to fight through that. And, you know, during that fight, it was something. I mean, those 10 spies, they got the people all messed up. the Bible says, they cried all night. The people cried all night. Like, oh, uh, what are they talking about? It's impossible. Uh, you know, it got to the point that they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. So you think about the battle we can have in our own selves, your soul and that spirit ram tending. You can't that soul saying you can do this. We can't overcome that spirit man. Like, no, it's impossible. And that could put you where you're crying all night, crying all night over the problems, the issues and the things that we're facing as if we don't have precious promises and by my mind. Go to the next. So we're going to spend a little time with Joshua because I think this kind of sets the tone of these promises that we have financially, spiritually, in every factor. God promised him. He said, "Every place that the sole of your foot will thread will tread, I have given it to you. As I said to Moses, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you." My, my, my! And do we believe we have those same promises? amen go to the next now that's where he starts changing it up on a little bit now that's like me inviting you to my house and like I got so many things for y'all y'all come over I got whoa, y'all gonna be so excited I'm gonna give you things that are gonna change your life and you're like oh yes yeah, okay man well, I'm, when am I gonna come I'm gonna come to this weekend I'm gonna be there and then I start saying but be strong <laughs> And you'd be like well and make sure you have some good courage well, next week not going to work, brother John. Um, <laughs> so you see, he started to say, yeah, you got all these promises, but mm, all of a sudden now, yeah, you got this inheritance of the land that I swore to your fathers to give you. And here he goes again. Yeah. Come on over. Only be strong and very courageous. Whew, like, John, what, what you giving me, brother? I thought it was a gift. You know that, that sounded uh, very worrisome. That I may be able to do all according to the law which Moses my servant gave commanded you. That's okay. That's okay. Come on in. Sorry. That's all, right. all, right. all right. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper whether you go now. He's setting some some plans. Go to the next slide and we'll try to wrap up. We're wrapping up pretty close. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in. For then will you make your way prosperous. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Look how you're just putting that in. Do not be afraid. Do nor be dismayed. My, my, my. Those are some strong words. That word dismayed, I looked that up, and it just means, my, don't be shocked. Things are not going to work out the way you expect. Don't be shocked and stunned and frozen and like, oh, What happened? Oh, my. He said, don't be dismayed because that's what's going to be on the journey. You're going to run into some obstacles. There are going to be some things that are going to shock you and make you say, well, my, are these promises really true? Is it really true? So those are the things we got to watch out, not to be dismayed. And we can be in dismayed for a long period of time, believe me, not knowing why is this not working out the way I thought. Maybe it's not true. Uh, all these things. And that happens to us. My, 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 my. So don't be dismayed. Go to the next. So key as we're wrapping up, it's fight, 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 brothers and sisters. That's what it is. It's fight, fight, fight. But Josh, Moses and Joshua, the Israelite, had to fight for every inch of ground they got. And every promise in the book is yours, but God will never give it to you. And you lay back on your bed of ease. You'll fight for every inch you get. That's it. Fight for every inch. My, look at this quote he lays out. Things is handed to you. That's what's the matter with the American people tonight. You got everything handed to you. Well-fed, fattened, clothed, and everything else. So I know the devil's job, boy, if he can get us to a point where we don't know how to fight, we don't want to fight, then he'll do that. He'll set that in. You can't hold on. So we're not seeing God work in these shallow areas of our life to get enough training, inspiration, inspiration. Experience to look at these big things and say, yes, Lord, I can conquer them. Amen. So that fighting, my brothers and sisters, is so strategic. It's so God is prayerful. It's everything that we know, but you got to fight. It's not going to be handed to us. Right. It's not. But I know for sure, you know, if we can stand by the grace of God and just practice, that's why I think Jubilee is this financial Jubilee. It's just an area to practice. It's little weights that you can just practice. Hold out. If you don't have the money, hold out. Hold out a little bit. Ask God to help me. Lord, this is what I desire. You promised to give me my desires, Lord, but I don't want my master to have it give it to me. Lord God, if I have to maybe, you know, not eat those extra cheeseburgers or get, you know, small size fries this time, you know what I mean? Or get this smaller meal instead of spend $10, I'm going to spend $5 or because I'm working on this plan. And watch God come in and start working as you're working. You get experience from that. Like, wow, he did supply. He did supply. So then when we hit these harder promises, these higher things, we can say, yes, God, I remember you did this for me. Didn't David do that? He said, Lord, I had a bear, you know, a lion. Lord, I so who is Goliath? Who is Goliath? Lord, if I wanted something great, Lord, I believe you can supply my need. But you know if I need that. So I'm going to you first, Lord. Is that something for me or do you want that not to be for me? Because you will give me the desires of my heart if I'm delighting in your word. So I'm leaving you with these couple tips on fighting just in that same scripture and then we'll call it the musicians can get ready to come up. So fighting. This is what he laid out. Be strong and of good courage. Now, courage. Oh my, good courage. You did, probably didn't pause to think. Why did he say good courage? Because there's bad courage. You can be courageous, and like you know what? I am gonna go talk to that loan officer. I'm gonna do it. I'm courageous. I'm. That is bad courage. That's not good courage. You know. Or you got this young man that he's like, you know what? I'm. You know that girl. I know I shouldn't be talking to her. She's. You know. Decked out this way, she's not a Christian, but ah, she's on my level. I'm gonna do it. That's you think that's bad courage. Good courage is waiting on God, waiting on God to give you that. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and very courageous. It's not coming to us easy, brothers and sisters. You've got to be very courageous. Observe and believe and do what his prophet had told us. Observe, pay attention, believe it and do. All that is in that scripture. Do not turn to the left or to the right. Play according to the rules. Play according to the rules. Stay in the word. Meditate it day and night. You got to know the playbook. Amen. Again, in areas, of course, we got the whole word. But if you're going through something specific, find everything around that. Find that thing. Pay attention. Meditate on it day and night. Observe, believe, and do what is in the word. Be strong and of good courage. Again, that's in that chapter on down. It's this again. It's yours. You got it. It's a gift. But you're going to have to be strong and have good courage. Come on in. And do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So that's part of the journey. You're going to be afraid. That's why we wouldn't go free if the trumpet was sounded. Do not be dismayed. Don't lose your courage. Or believe, don't be shocked, don't be shaken up by a situation or an occurrence by the grace of the Lord. That's your fighting roles and in the book that's always been here, God bless you all, and I pray God bless you and be with you all. Amen.